Live. Laugh. Love. Zach. Well, I'm going to talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands. I'm back. Back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is... This is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties. Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds. I'm looking for rhymes. Hello and welcome to Debate This, the show where no one is right, but someone is definitely wrong. In this show, we take time out of our busy adult lives to talk about comic books, video games, and though you fight to stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mere mortal can resist the evil of the Spooktacular Express. Woo! Insert train whistle here. It's Spooktacular Express train season. Whistle. <laughs> oh, I miss it so much. That's right, folks. As we sneak our way into spooky season, we here at DT Exclamation Point HQ are boarding the train to Halloween Contentville. If you found our humble podcast in the last 11 months, and this is your first time aboard the Spooktacular Express, a very creepy welcome to you. Every October, we attempt to appease the old gods by releasing weekly Halloween-themed content here on the DT main feed. This Spooktacular season brings you two Halloween-themed debates, one of the most anticipated flavor texts we've ever recorded, the return of the office drones and a very special Halloween adventure to the Great White North coming on October 31st. Ah, oh, gee whiz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> Last year, we held our first ever Spooktacular Express Patreon Drive, or SEPD for short. <laughs> and everyone who joined the Patreon during October or had joined in the previous year got an exclusive DT exclamation point Halloween sticker. Well, we're doing it again this year, and much like prolific American hip-hop artist DJ Unk, we're getting jiggy with this two-sept. Huh? Uh, huh? I think that huh? was a little too highbrow for me. Yeah, I, I'm not with you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we've designed an <laughs> even cooler Halloween-exclusive tchotchke to showcase your debate this loyalty. If you join the Patreon between now and Halloween, or you are one of our rad patrons who signed up earlier but is active by the end of October, we'll send you something cool. And, 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 new this year for the Spooktacular Express, it's your opportunity to be called out by the conductor of the train themselves in our first ever Spooktacular Review-a-thon. I feel like another sound effect needs to go here. Future Kyle, thank Matt, you. Matt, where did you get that conductor's hat? Right, where'd that come from? You weren't wearing it a second ago. <laughs> Bing, it's there. It's just like the creepy guy in the Polar Express who haunts all of our nightmares. Tom Hanks? Tom, <laughs> Tom Hanks. Hanks. <laughs> Write a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, Podchaser, or your podcast app of choice, and tag us in a screenshot on your favorite social media at DebateThisCast. We'll read the best reviews in a dumb, spooky voice during the October ad breaks in all of the episodes. And if we get 20 new reviews by the end of the month, 
we're going to duct tape Todd down to a chair and make him stream Doki Doki Literature Club on our Twitch channel. Please, God. Please, God. We bought the contraption uh, from uh, Clockwork Orange, and we're going to put Todd in it and make yeah. him play Doki Doki Literature Club. If we get 20 new reviews, I promise I will not deliver the reviews in an ASMR voice. <laughs> However, we will have Todd bang pots and pans and rattle chains in the background. <laughs> I am the ghost of reviews yet to come, is what I am. Very good. So, just to make sure you got it all, happy Spooktacular Express. Join our Patreon to get free stuff. Review the show and activate the spooky ad voice. Review the show 20 times or... You and 19 friends review the show. I'm clacking my fingernails <laughs> by the microphone. <laughs> and we'll make Todd play Doki Doki Literature Club. Got it? <sighs> cool. Let's get on with the episode. Ah, zombies. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, wait. <laughs> the Spooktacular Express has come to a stop in Willamette, Colorado, right at the heart of the Willamette Memorial Megaplex. I think it's Willamette. Is it really? Yeah. That can't be right. Well, it's not real to begin with. No, it's not. Well, it's, it's no, but it's an area in Washington, Washington State, because I went there last year, and I've always said Willamette, and it's, they pronounce it Willamette. Well, this is pronounced different in Colorado, Andrew. Well, that's sound. That's sound logic. Point. Yeah, there, that's a thing. Anyway, because nobody knows what this bit is about, known better to passengers as the setting for Dead Risings 1 and 4. Luckily, we keep the train stockpiled with a lifetime supply of Zombrex, a word that Google Docs apparently recognizes and doesn't need to spell check. We, we see what you're up to, Google. <laughs> but we're still going to need to cleave our way through a horde of zombies to make it to the food court. As this is our conductor's union-mandated rest stop, we don't really have an option, so we're going to have to tough it out together. Luckily, the train car located directly behind the craft services car is the crafting services car. Oh. Ah. Excellent. Where we have everything you need to make the combo weapons of your wildest dreams. For those unfamiliar, the Dead Rising game series is all about hacking and slashing your way through oceans of zombies using whatever dumb stuff you can find in the mall or casino or wherever you happen to be trapped. A hallmark of the series is the player's ability to duct tape together two seemingly unrelated things to create a ridiculous combo weapon to, you guessed it, kill more Zombos. Well, this Spooktacular Express land excursion is no different, and today I've assembled Andrew Dynamite Henderson, <laughs> Kyle <laughs> Fountain Lizard Harper, and Todd Tenderizers Thomas to tell me What's the best combo weapon you can make with a real-life thing and a video game weapon? Todd Tenderizer's Thomas yeah, is say, great. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's a good wrestling name. <laughs> That's what I call my arms as I start fights and I punch at the air. Dynamite is my favorite. Yeah, is that a is that a Kirby boss? What is that? No, these are <laughs> no. all combo weapons from the Dead Rising series. They 100% oh, are. Cool. Yeah, I never so, played okay. Dead Rising 2. Okay. So, Dynamite is a uncooked thing of meat and a stick of dynamite <laughs> that brings a bunch of zombies Super. to it and then explodes. Great. The fountain lizard is a lizard helmet and a Roman candle, and you just put fireworks in a lizard helmet. Hmm. And then the tenderizers 
are MMA gloves and a box of nails. Those are the combo weapons okay. of, of these nicknames. Super. Oh, also, I I do want to state, I'm very happy to hear that the Spooktacular Express is pro-union. That's very great. Yes. I have I'm also very, very pro-ghost union. I have questions about this train stopping at a mall. What infrastructure supported that to happen? There is a train that runs through the Mall of America. I've ridden that train to go to that mall. That's different. Hmm. Is it? Well, there's like a shopping center at our main train stop in Denver for the light rail. You can't say that the train that runs to the Mall of America is the same train that runs to, how do we pronounce it? Willamite? Willamite, Uh, Colorado? Willamite. When President Joe Biden takes the Amtrak, he rides through the Mall of America (laughs) and then stops at Willamette, Colorado. Todd. (laughs) The reason why it stops at a mall is because every single one of the stops on the Spooktacular Express is at a rainforest cafe. That is (laughs) part of the union agreement. Well, and that's the thing. It doesn't really matter where real train tracks are because the Spooktacular Express only rides on Danny the Street. And Danny the Street Mm. can be train tracks wherever. So that's fair. Danny the Street can be a rainforest cafe if they want. (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. I got to recenter myself after danny the rainforest cafe (laughs) anyway okay step one on your crafting mission today is to select your video game weapon from our infinite arsenal armory car now this weapon will not only be the base of your killer combo weapon but will also be your primary way to fight out of the train and reach the innards of the mall Go ahead and tell me what weapon you're choosing, what game it's from, and how it will be perfectly adept at separating Zombos from their semi-mortal coils. Andrew, we'll start with you. All right, I'm going to make this an easy decision for you, Matt. I'll be using the signature weapon of renowned alien-slash-zombie hunter and theoretical physicist Gordon Friedman from the Half-Life series. And Anyone who's ever played Half-Life 2 will remember the gravity gun. The iconic weapon that could pull in any physical object and fling it several yards away at stupid high speeds. Now, the gravity gun is the perfect OP weapon built for the zombie apocalypse because, since we've all seen zombie movies, (laughs) we all know that the hardest things to find when the zombies attack are ammo and gasoline. (laughs) That's fair. And working communications. (laughs) And working communications. And uh, uh, ever-present humanity, but we're not going to address the third Mm. one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, late seasons of The Walking Dead would lead you to believe it's contraception, but really. Okay, okay. Mm. Well, I've only seen season one of The Walking Dead. There's only six episodes to that show. Anyway, (laughs) there is no need to stab zombies with your defensive dagger to save ammo because anything can be a bullet for the gravity gun. Horde of zombies got you surrounded in an abandoned tool shed with no means of escape. Well, load up a few rusty tools in the gravity gun and start firing wrenches like Rip Torn and Dodgeball. (laughs) (laughs) Getting chased by a horde of undead inside the local suburban mall? Grab some bananas behind the Jamba Juice and live out your weirdest Donkey Kong fantasies. (laughs) Now, Matt, we already know that the gravity gun is the perfect anti-zombie killing machine from the greatest zombie killing video game ever made, Level 7 of Half-Life 2, entitled We Don't Go to Ravenholm. (laughs) <laughs> level seven of half-life two <laughs> is the greatest zombie killing game i'm Correct. cultural touchstone <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah cultural touchstone we don't go to ravenholm 
That level features Gordon Freeman traversing the haunted remains of a remote village that's been overrun with head crabs. Do you guys know what head crabs are from Half Life? Do you remember? Did you play? Yeah, that I game? know what you're talking okay. about. I got it with context yeah. clues. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> sure, fair. You got it. They're for the <laughs> listeners, they are head crabs are parasitic alien life forms. They originally hail from planet Zen and were warped there inadvertently by Black Mesa. Head crabs are these four-legged creatures, slightly bigger than like a basketball, that feed on pe- people by latching onto what else? Their heads and assuming control of the host's body and then all of their motor functions. Yeah, it's a name like face hugger. It's pretty yeah, self-explanatory. Yeah, it's, right. <laughs> it, yeah it, it states its purpose in the in the title. Now, while the host does remain alive, their organs fail and their skin cells die, giving them the same appearance as a zombie. So they're a zombie, but not in the like undead traditional sense. I don't think that we need to spend any part of today's episode trying to nail down zombie definitions. If it's that's fair. If it's relatively zombie-ish today, it gets a pass. Cool. We cast a wide zombie net when here at debate this. Gravity mm-hmm. gun battle tested. Now at this point in the game, you've just been given the gravity gun, so this level acts as like a testing ground for the mechanic. And there's little to no ammo. You have real guns in the game, but you don't find any ammo very much on purpose. So you're forced to use the environment around you to survive. Fortunately, the town of Ravenholm is like 65% abandoned tool shed. So there are just a ton of rusty wrenches and loose buzz saws that you can pick up and fling through from the gravity gun to decapitate uh, these head crab zombies. So that's how we're going to get through them all is we're, we're using the gravity gun. Everything is the weapon. It's, it's a real metal vampire of a situation here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This wasn't part of the question today, and I can't, as the moderator, knock you for not building this into your thing today, but I do feel like there's this trope about legendary zombie-killing weapons in zombie media that at some point, you know, the or a main character is stuck in a room alone and they're going to be run down by a horde of zombies and their only option is to turn their legendary weapon on themselves. And I feel like (laughs) with the gravity gun, you don't really get that easy out. No, you just like yeet yourself into the wall. You do. You get it once. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So actually I have a good answer for this because at the end of Half-Life, the last level, the gravity gun gets juiced up and you can fling people. And and it mm-hmm. does like you can ragdoll these like g- guards uh, against each other like bowling pins. So I like to picture <laughs> like Gordon Freeman just like sets the gravity gun in the corner and just like kind of does like a cross motion and then like kicks it up to eleven and then you see him like, Foop! <laughs> just kinda, like Bethesda character because <laughs> limbs flying everywhere through a wall. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had the souped up gravity gun, because in my Mm -hmm. mind, you didn't. And you found yourself cornered in like a -A Build-A-Bear because we're talking about (laughs) rundown malls. And all you could do is send fluff and like bear casings (laughs) and little red heart that they make you make a wish on. Todd, stop reading ahead. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kyle, why don't you go ahead? Tell us what your video game weapon of choice is today. All right, Andrew. Not Andrew, you're Matt. (laughs) <laughs> All right, Matt. <laughs> you said it so authoritatively. <laughs> like Andrew, I have also brought a weapon today that has been battle tested against fighting hordes of the undead. However, also not traditional zombies, this has been tested fighting through the hordes of the undead in the Greek underworld of 
Hades of sticks. Hades, sticks, Hades. <laughs> Hades. Sorry. I forget my Greek mythology. It's sometimes. like one one's nestled under the other. Styx yeah. is a river inside of Hades. That's right. Nice. Hades. Hades is a person. Hades is also the realm of the dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's all of the above. It's D all of the above. It's like New York, New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. What is the number one issue with a gun when you're in a zombie apocalypse? It's got to be ammunition. Gasoline. Yeah, definitely, mm. definitely ammunition. Lack of humanity. Gasoline. Lack of gasoline. Well, okay, <laughs> what is ammunition if not the gasoline of gun? Nope, <laughs> nope, that's nothing. Um, so, Matt, today I have brought, to fight my way through this mall full of zombies, I have brought a gun that never runs out of ammunition. I have problems with this. this I have brought Exegriff, the adamant rail from the video game Hades. For those of you who have not played Hades, one, go do that. Two, the Adamant Rail is the final weapon you unlock in this dungeon crawler, bullet hell type game. And its whole thing is that while it only holds 12 rounds, you can reload it forever and ever without having to find ammo. So I thought it would be the perfect weapon, an automatic gun that never runs out of bullets. You, but it temporarily does and you have to reload it. Sure, Todd. Not everything's perfect. But we reload it and we move on. <laughs> we take a second and then it has bullets again forever. It's fair. <laughs> so, like, what is it? Does it just shoot the power of friendship if it doesn't? Well, it's a hell gun, Matt. It's a hell gun, Matt. It shoots like, <laughs> it shoots like God power and, and hell. It shoots the power of God in anime, yes. Yeah, yeah the power of God in anime. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Okay. Todd, we've gotten two Metal Dracula ass answers so far. Yeah. Can mine count because I said it first? No. Is that is that how this works? What do you have, Todd? Yeah, so I would also like to add that mine is too battle tested and also does not use ammo. Because it's not a gun. If you know, here man, if I've learned anything from my limited experiences uh watching any Dead Rising gameplay, it's that when I see uh, Jonathan Rising, I think is his name, he's often <laughs> he's often left alone and facing just like these crazy beings that will bite and claw at him. And he's forced to like scavenge for these resources while also being stranded in this like wasteland of sorts. And, you know, the more I think about it, the more the situation starts to sound like one of your Matt favorite franchises, Fallout. And so in fallout you're required to think quick and act when you're facing these you know hordes of ghouls much like these zombies now you know these guys brought you guns and not everyone can have a gravity gun or a gun that shoots friendship hell bullets or you know in the fallout sense i wasn't going to bring you a mini nuke launcher that's just broken if i brought you a gun that uses imaginary type of ammo <laughs> <laughs> and if we're being honest these loud guns a bit of an overkill as you try and just fend off some biters that are boarded up by the old Barnes and Noble. So instead, Matt, what will work perfectly for you today is the power fist. So if you're not familiar, the power fist battle tested in 1997 before either of these two magical imaginary guns. The power fist <laughs> is the base weapon of choice for moving quickly and punching faces. In fact, Matt, when you need to cave in or just straight up remove a head from something's body without making enough noise to alert dozens more of that thing, 
there's no other quick response weapon like it. Plus, I want to add the slight hiss of the steam that comes off after each pneumatic punch is incredibly pleasing to hear. It gets you kachunk and it goes pssst. Todd, let me ask a question. Uh, it doesn't need to reload. How far away from a zombie do you need to be to punch it? About arm's length. About arm's length? Well, and then like an extra six inches because it's a big punching fist. Uh, question, what do you do when the, the zombies get too close to you? Because uh, a well-known trope in zombie movies is certainly that they never swarm anyone. Oh, Todd, I've got an answer to that you question. You find a buzzsaw <laughs> nearby. Buzzsaws aren't even an option right now. <laughs> what? Whose answer is that for, Andrew? Okay, um... So in our notes, you have hashtag get fisted, and you didn't say that out loud. So, well, some things we keep inside our minds, Matt. <laughs> I you don't have to sure say everything out loud. Take that into Why'd account. Why'd you write it argument. down then, Todd? Because that was that hashtag was my entire inspiration for this answer. Why? I would like to double down on the fact that you're taking a villain in this case, a a, a challenge thing that that's only means of attack is close range is to bite and claw at mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. and then yeah. you're saying i'm mm -hmm. going to face this head on with a punch in close range mm. that is the way that i'm going to take care of this problem not only not just close range but like your arm is extended further away from you than, than yeah. the rest of you i would like you. to put like myself it... in a compromising stance i mean so that yeah. i can't quickly mm -hmm. get away i i don't doubt matt's ability to punch away the zombie hordes like you two do but if you want to sell matt short in this survival scenario go for it i believe the conceit is we are individually doing this that is matt, true i'm not leaving i train. don't doubt my ability to punch hordes of zombies either I if do. you don't trust your flimsy baby <laughs> punching arms then <laughs> then i got i've got bad news for you because uh what is it? The 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 tenderizers are coming for the zombies on my <laughs> my is. side. There it is. All right. Well, luckily for all of you guys, I think there is value to zombie killing weapons both at range and in close quarters combat. So I want to move on here. Video game weapons are cool, but this is the apocalypse and we need to make it look awesome. Tell me what real world item you're venturing into the mall to find. Now because this is a real thing that's actually happening in our real world, I also need you to tell me what mall store or kiosk you plan on finding <laughs> this item in and how it could function on its own as a zombie killing weapon. Andrew, what are you shopping for today? It's like the song says, Matt. Love sack. <laughs> it's, nope. It's... <laughs> it's a little old place not, where we can get together oh. and fight back the encroaching zombie horde. You know how the song goes? <laughs> Matt, being trapped in a mall with a near infinite amount of flesh-eating zombies is a zero-sum game. You're not going to be able to punch back every single one. <laughs> there just isn't enough ammunition and rocket punches in the world. So that's why I, a very sane individual, am going for defense over offense. I'm here to survive, baby. I'm here for the long game. Now I know what you're thinking. Yes, the most common place to find a love sack beanbag chair is in the middle of the mall at one of those demo kiosks, which is absolutely not surrounded by any walls. I hear you. But as most of us know, love sacks also usually have like a small retail pop-up in the like <laughs> substandard space, you know what I'm talking about? Kind of like tucked away in a corner. And they just are they in a different quarter at every mall you're at. So 
Let me paint a picture for you. Here I am, standing in the middle of a mall, surrounded by zombies in all directions. Ah, zombies. I look down, <laughs> and I see, I see a conveniently placed love sack there for all the tired dads, and I hold it up in front of me with both hands, like a full body shield. And then I just run for it. <laughs> I just run for it. The Love Sack's patented Durafoam TM technology is light what? in my hands, but still sturdy enough to knock even the most hefty zombie off its feet. Are you being paid by Love Sack? You have, you, to, tell you have to tell us. You have to tell us. I make it to the bottom right corner of the Love Sack pop-up, nestled sweetly between the Apple Store and Rocky Mountain Fudge. I see there is a large horde of zombies collected around the entrance, and so I grab my love sack and swing my body around in a full 360-degree arc, knocking back every zombie around me and giving me enough time to run inside. Inside, my eyes dart immediately to the biggest sack on display, aptly named The Big One. <laughs> TBO snits snugly right in the doorway, and then I reinforce it with several squared-off pieces of different sectionals littered throughout the showroom. Uh, it's a real word. It's a, it's, it this, is. This is all real. That's game canon. Yeah. And then I sit in my middle-class beanbag, and I wait. You guys can have all of the hunting rifles, baseball bats, kayak gourds, and rocket grenades that you want. I'll be over here sitting atop my castle of commercial-grade beanbag chairs in this love sack quarter <laughs> unit. Wow. You're going to pillow fight the zombies. I'm going to durafoam the You're zombies. You're going to pillow fight the <laughs> zombies. I'm going to durafoam using a, no. an incredibly pliable technology that is comfort comfortable but also weight-bearing. <laughs> No, this is. <laughs> He's gonna pillow fight the zombies, Todd. That's we're having the same like disconnect here. What's gonna happen? Just any. I don't. I, I realize you're building a defensive layer of what I assume is allergen-free foam. But <laughs> Correct. My question is, what happens when your when your gravity gun misses its target just a little? I'm not using just the gravity gun yet. Not once in this room you're going to use it? Not at any point in well, time? Well, I didn't. I followed the prompt. Did you? I'm, this is still a valid question. You're gonna, are the zombies going to leave you alone while you build your pillow fort? <laughs> they might. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you're cornered in court with this question, and that's your answer to the judge. They might, Your Honor. And <laughs> you don't have know. to entertain that thought. <laughs> to quote the judge who, who questioned Alex Jones, just because <laughs> you said that you don't think it's real doesn't mean that it is. Right. I guess my only concern with this is that that he's going to pillow fight the zombies. Yeah. Well, we're getting Dura there. Foam but... fight the zombies. Thank you. The whole conceit is that you are the person going out there and doing this in in the real world, right? And mm -hmm. I know that I, Matt Cole, outweigh you, Andrew Henderson, by like about 100 pounds. And I don't know yeah. that I trust my ability to swing a full love sack. I think if you swang a love sack, the love sack would swing you. <laughs> Have you taken adrenaline into account? Ask not for whom the love sack swings. <laughs> swings the, love, the love sack swings thee. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Go Great. Ahead. So, Matt, I actually have a different zombie fighting philosophy, and that is not that defense is the best offense. We have all seen a zombie bunker inevitably get overrun by 
the zombie horde due to some failing on the human end of the equation. That is why in this zombie apocalypse, I am going for mobility and speed. So you see, Matt, as soon as we hit this mall, I'm headed towards the journeys <laughs> to get the one thing I have always wanted to get, zombie apocalypse or no, and that is a pair of Heelys. <laughs> Incredible. I am going to be zip-zapping my way through this mall, slipping through zombies, whipping around corners, and just generally being an untouchable speed demon on the sickest pair of shoes I can get my hands on. Like I said, Heelys. I have a question. My hand is raised. Yes, Andrew. What if you encounter a rug? <laughs> it's a mall. How many <laughs> rugs do you see in a mall, Andrew? A That's few. smooth tile There's all the few. way through. My home mall, which has got to be similar to, to Willamette, Colorado, had carpet. <laughs> we decided it was Willamette, Todd. That's okay, yeah. my, my mistake. Luckily for, for my argument, I am physically in Colorado and therefore can say I've been to this mall. <laughs> All tile, guys. You've been to the mall at Willamette, Colorado? Uh-huh. Okay. Sure have. Okay. Yeah. Let's and it's all that. tile, it's all, and it's all tile. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then it sounds like a sounds like a clean cut argument to me. Yeah, Your Honor, you have to at least entertain the idea. <laughs> We've been doing this whole like Willamette, Willamette, Willamite thing, but now that I'm looking at it, I I think I like Williamette the best. <laughs> Williamette, mm. Williamette. Uh, anyway, Todd, or I'm sorry. Yeah. So Kyle, not you. No, Todd. you said Todd. It's my turn now. <laughs> Kyle's. Kyle's stuck in the carpet in the back. <laughs> one of those rugs that they put at the entrance so you don't track snow in got caught up in one of the heels. Well, okay, that's a great transition into my okay, question. So all of the rugs stayed perfectly in place in the zombie apocalypse. You all you all think that happened? Hold on, no. Those I'm rugs not... that toddlers kick over. If Andrew's every smart, day he jumps in mall. and says yes because he wants to be left alone while he's building Sorry, his fort. I was reading, I was double checking where Will Emmett is, and it's in Oregon, not Washington. I'm more, fo more focused on that. My question is not carpet based. My question to you, Kyle, is like, what about the goo? So, like, when you kill zombies, <laughs> there's a certain amount of goo that I think is just like an expectation of the environment and i never owned heelys because they didn't make them in big kid sizes but i had a buddy who owned a heelys and he broke his arm because a single stray pebble ruined his whole damn life so like what happens if you heely over like a zombie tooth or something Sounds like your friend's got to get good, Matt. I don't know what to say. Like, <laughs> doesn't sound like a problem I'm going to have. Great. Love it. Point proven. Okay, Todd. Todd, what's your real world item? Yeah, so since uh, Wildemort, uh, Colorado is both real and also somehow and not real. Yeah, it's, it's, it exists in a pocket dimension. We do have to make, I think, just a couple assumptions about this rundown mall. So there are likely a few staples, like as in there's likely a staples. There's uh, an anti, <laughs> there's an anti ants. What mall do you go to that has a staples, Todd? It's never in the mall. Yeah, it's, it's like, like a, an external. Yeah. Are you, are you in a strip mall? Because I thought the whole bit is indoor mall. They, We're doing They can malls. be both. They can be both. But I'm saying there's also probably an anti ants pretzel in there somewhere. 
There is an external entrance Radio Shack where you can still buy thumb drives. Where is there a Radio Shack in America, Todd? <laughs> Name this one. This one. <laughs> in the same pocket dimension. Right. Uh, there is also likely a cave-like cologne haze-inducing Hollister store somewhere in there. Okay, so Todd hasn't been to a mall in 20 years, Clay. Nope, <laughs> At sure least. has. Listeners, I haven't been to a mall in 20 years. Here's the thing. None of those are going to work for obvious reasons, one of which being none of them exist because I haven't been to a mall in 20 years. You see, so all these options exist as we're, you know, frantically storming through this mall under the the humming overhead lighting. What we're looking for is another store that is on its final saving throws of relevancy in 2022. And that store today is going to be a K Jewelers. So (laughs) I'll tell you why. You see, Matt. These brick-and-mortar storefronts for K-Jewelers are everywhere. I did the research. There's like 3,000 of their locations under other names like Zales, Jared, Diamonds Direct, Blue Nile, JamesAllen.com. There's a bunch. There's a bunch of them. They're everywhere. They're shitty and they're everywhere. (laughs) Further, it's my understanding and experience that these sort of like brick-and-mortar storefront diamond stores are located at strategic and pivotal crossroads in failing malls. They will not only provide (laughs) crucial armaments, but an important vantage point of a well-fortified K jewelers overlooking the crossroads of walkways during a zombie infestation cannot be understated. I think that is an important piece we're all looking at. I think an important thing to mention about these these mall diamond stores too is they have almost no walls. Um, The entire, they're like on a corner and it's all open-faced and... The whole thing is an entrance. Covered so. in unbreakable glass. Covered in <laughs> high temper unbreakable glass. None of, none of this is real. <laughs> so here's the thing. Under the copy and pasted storefront setup that is almost guaranteed to exist in this mall, you are going to find a number of very useful things. So, so soldering tools, uh, access to various densities of metals, and a near limitless supply of precious gems of various cuts and clarity. This is also kind of a Zales commercial, I realize. <laughs> Are you being paid by Zales? If you're paid yeah, by Zales, big, you big have to Zales. tell us. Andrew has such better sponsorship deals right, than it's, Todd it's does. It's way better. Mine suck. It is here that we're going to find all of those things. So literal piles of jagged diamonds and metals to put together to separate heads from bodies. Now, I want to get specific here. Do you need to forcefully puncture skulls? Have you considered the limited edition one carat heart-shaped diamond from Blue Nile? You see, (laughs) here's the deal, Matt and others. Given enough time, because apparently Andrew can build a fort, so now I have infinite time. I will be covering my human arms and hands with layers and layers of diamond statement pendants and infinity diamond hearts or forever necklaces to become a diamond armed version of Jax from Mortal Kombat. And I will not be stopped by anyone. He's making Minecraft diamond armor. Holy shit. What a long walk to a short year. Wow. I mean, everyone remembers the commercial that rolls around on at least cable TV every, you know, sweetest day or valentine's day where it's like the infinity diamond hearts are forever necklaces mm-hmm. and it's an infinity symbol with a small heart i'm gonna wear those like brass knuckles and i'm gonna go to war <laughs> okay well i guess every kill does begin with k <laughs> ah! oh good very that good. wasn't my closer and i'm really glad it wasn't <laughs> All right, so we have. Oh wait, no, no, no. If if Todd, if if you guys yeah. get to question my skateboarding skills, and, okay, and we question Andrew's time to build a fort, we have to question Todd's forging skills mm-hmm. yeah. in a mall with 
little to no high temperature equipment. The logistics of Todd finding, being <laughs> able to get enough uh-huh. in the, may I quote yeah. Todd, unbreakable glass <laughs> to cover himself in small jewels. Well, so it's that just it my would, arms, but yeah. So that it would act as a sort of chain mail. Mm, I'm not going to argue because it's just funny. It's so it's so silly. It's just funny to me because like you guys laugh at at my love sack pillow fort, but like well, that's what are you going to do? You going to inject a or you're just going to like poke a bunch of earrings into your wrists? Like some sort of like Frankenstein that came like, from Claire's yeah, like, like pinhead. I mean, what the real answer is, I'm going to take all those stupid chain necklaces that no one ever buys, but they're there. They're there in miles long chains that are all spread out. And I'm going to loop them around my arms. I'm going to loop them real tight. And to the point that I can't be, I can't have my skin punctured by the bites of zombies because I've got too many layers of yeah. rose gold. Cause chains. he's wearing 200 pounds of cheap jewelry to protect himself. Yeah. I gotta cover up the tenderizers. I'm going to war. I just love that, like, you went with K Jewelers and you could find <laughs> the same amount of chain in, like, a Macy's. Yeah, but, like, that signifies that it might be a successful mall. Because, like, Macy's <laughs> is, is probably more staples at, at good malls, whereas K Jewelers, I feel like, borderline on predatory. Or, like, hockey pads at Dick's would have been oh, well, better than that's this. That's boring as <laughs> shit. No, one, no <laughs> one's gonna want, oh, what are your it's hockey pads? Next question, Your Honor. That's irrelevant because dicks are always standalone. Zombies don't go to standalone stores. They go to indoor malls. Everybody knows that. Dicks could be an end cap store, though. It yeah. could yeah. be an end cap external entrance store. Disagree. Mm. There's at least one dicks attached to a mall within five miles of our homes. I would like to go to the next question, please. <laughs> Andrew also hasn't been to a mall in 20 years. <laughs> I've been to a love sack once. <laughs> That's like a bougie mall. That's that's not even that's not Willamite. <laughs> okay, so to to put this to bed, let's get to what we've all been waiting for. You've got your video game weapon, you have your real world item, you've made it to the janitor's closet, and now it's time to become a mad inventor. Tell me how you're going to attach one thing to another thing, how it will kill zombies, and of course the crazy edgy name that you have given it. Andrew, we'll start with you. Here I lie in my empty castle. (laughs) The Prince of Plush. The Baron of Bean-Based Furnishings. (laughs) You just said it was high-quality foe. Yeah. (laughs) Armed with only the Duke of Durasoft. There, there Okay, that was pretty good. Oh, damn. Armed only with my... Unfortunately, that was also my product name, but we're going to get back to that. <laughs> armed, armed only with my gravity gun, I pledge to reclaim my domain of high-priced comfort and convenience. <laughs> I turn on the gravity gun, and I point it at one of the smaller city sacks. The tracking beam stutters at first, but then locks on to the sack. And now I am a one-man wrecking ball. All zombies will tremble in the wake of being pulverized by weight-bearing pillows. <laughs> I, I'm still talking. I, I clear out the main area, but see a large crowd of zombies collecting over by the south entrance. I head up to the upper floor, and I set my sights on one of the super sacks I've lined up just for this occasion. I load up the massive cushion and fire on the unsuspecting horde and watch as various body parts are flung up in the air like bowling pins. I grab my trusty, the big one, and hold it not more than a foot in front of me. With just a little force, I can bash my way through any wall or locked door, thereby proving 
I'm not trapped in here with these zombies. They're trapped in here with me. With just a little force? <laughs> You're using... The, it's a pillow. It's, it's a, a pillow. pillow. It's it's a pillow. The word love and pillow is what is making up your thing. Introducing the terror soft. All right. Yeah, we got you. My terror soft. I, you know, you could have slung anything high velocity. You told us with your human mouth and your yeah. human eyes. You looked us mm -hmm. in the eye and mm -hmm. you said, "I'm going to cover my wrists in earrings." Yeah, that is well, what you I, said to me. Specifically, have, I said you have cut off the legs upon which you might may, may have otherwise stood. Specifically, I said the infinity diamonds hearts are forever necklaces, and I really wish you would respect that. But you you're cannot punch pillows, a zombie with zombies. a tennis bracelet. <laughs> Not with that attitude, you can't. <laughs> in this in this presentation, I will. So I've navigated my way to the Love Sack website, and I have two <laughs> yeah. things to say. Sure. Thing number one is... You're getting a sectional? No, yeah. no. Thing Dude, number one is that you said you were going to use the smaller city sacks yeah. as your ammunition. I didn't. But you could have used the gamer sacks, and I'm a little yeah, upset that, sounded that you didn't use the fake. gamer sacks. <laughs> mm. I did. I had that in my notes, and that sounded a little too fake. Like, come on, you're making that up. But yes, there are gamer sacks. And then my last one, this, I do not mean this to be an argument for or against Andrew's product here, but Kyle, Todd, how much do you think the big one weighs? Oh, it's not like no more than forty pounds. No, it's heavier than that. I think, isn't it? Per lovesack.com slash big one insert and cover, the big one weighs ninety five pounds. Battering ram, baby. <laughs> I, I I still don't see a world where Andrew That's, is breaking down doors it's with a, a ninety tree pillow, trunk. found pillow. Uh, no, it's not a tree trunk. It's space. The space in which it's distributing that ninety five pounds is very different. It's yes. a memory foam. The memory <laughs> foam that. can stop that. <laughs> it is it's, weight bearing. You're not. It is you're not focused. firing. You're not firing a basketball that weighs 95 pounds. You're firing a mattress that weighs 95. Yeah. Still 95 pounds. If you got hit, like, if a mattress fell on you from from three stories ahead and you were standing on the road, you and a yeah. mattress fell on you from a yeah. from a three story apartment, do you think it would hurt? The answer yeah, is yes. I think it, yeah. I think but it would I'm feel absolutely walking you away from that and from that. Yeah, fine. Again, zero sum <laughs> game. We're this is a this is a a, an, a mission for survival. I'm not going around decapitating zombies with tennis bracelets here. I'm trying to live. <laughs> well, it's funny because that's a good way to kill a zombie. Just pushing right, them away yeah. for a little bit is probably not great. What happened to all the zombies? I just kind of shoved them, and now they're over yeah, there. Yeah, because there are a lot of zombies, Todd. You, you gonna you gonna fire you gonna fire a, a Claire's necklace into every single one of the zombies? There's like a million zombies. If I have to for the glory of Willamite, I will, Andrew. All right. So Andrew has brought us the terror sack by Durafoam, and while he's trying to clear the foam of the mev the memory of his loved one, he had to pillow fight to death. Kyle, what combo weapon have you created today? All right, Matt. So with my adamant rail and my Heelys, I have created a weapon slash form of transportation that will truly allow me to just wreak havoc on the zombies here. As we know, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. 
So I am going to combine my Adamant Rail and Heelys and shoot behind me to propel myself through the t- smooth tile floors of the mall, <laughs> leaving a wake of zombie carnage behind me with the weapon I have so appropriately named the shoot and scoot. <laughs> the mobility issues of the adamant rail are re- rendered irrelevant as I will be gliding over these pristine fl- mall floors on my heelys and using the adamant rail as both a means to keep the zombies off my tail and keep me moving forward even as I am reloading my magic god and anime bullets into this gun. They will be connected in some way also with god and anime magic because I miss the part that they like combine to make this cool weapon. So they're like <laughs> they're like tethered and and communicate and I get speed boosts when I do cool zombie things, cool zombie kills as well because again it's powered by god magic and anime. You get plus 1.2% damage when you are wearing both. I like how you used the word, you injected the word pristine in there, not as a descriptive word to just to tell a story, but as a requirement for the weapon. Because again, <laughs> in order to not fall, trip over and fall on your face, the floors must be pristine and and bereft of cracks or or Look, large tiles or the Willamite janitor the janitor for the Willamite mall takes great pride in his work and i believe in his ability to continue cleaning the floors even after his undeath okay interesting i don't think it's probably a great weapon to fire your own body into the zombies but no i'm firing behind me away from the zombies Oh, it's like a rocket. You're trying to. It's like you're a gun. Get, you're trying to get away from the zombies because you've oh. realized that you're not going to be able to, to headshot every single one of them. Probably the most fun part of Dead Rising is just not fighting the zombies. You're right, guys. This is good. That's hey, have you ever played Dead Rising? That's the game. <laughs> That's man. pretty I much am, the game. <laughs> I am fighting them as I am running away from them. It does both. The shooting mm. bullets that shoot that shoot me forward. Kyle, me. <laughs> I know that you came to this question not prepared to answer this question, but I'm going to ask it to you anyway. Sorry, this sub-question. You answered sure. the first question, but the sub-question you weren't prepared for is how do these two things combine? In what orientate? Like, how are you shooting the gun behind you? That's the you know question what? I need you to answer for me. Here it is, Matt. The gun gets built into the Heelys, so I'm just skating and the gun is acting like rocket skates, shooting these magic bullets behind me, mowing zombies down, propelling me forward on my rocket skates. The shoot and scoot. Did you get that? It is certainly a Metal Dracula kind of day here on Debate This. <laughs> Todd, round us out. Tell me about your diamond-covered arms. Yeah, I can't wait to tell you about my diamond. You're gonna, you're gonna love the way you look, Matt. So, the, <laughs> so that's, that's not cage yeah, yeah. Same The so okay, as I said, the power fist is this pneumatic punching weapon that it has in Fallout lore at times been fashioned with rebar, electricity, and honestly, probably like some other weirder shit in all the different Fallout games when needed. We're gonna do better here. Not only will we be bedazzling the hell out of it with our finest quality diamonds for style and punchability, we're also going to load up the business end of the power fist 
with the biggest and highest quality cuts of diamonds that this unnecessary <laughs> store that doesn't need to exist anymore can produce, Matt. We're going to have jagged diamonds on the end of this. That's probably not a surprise. However, I know that Dead Rising loves incredible animations when you use your weapon. So when you charge up for a punch, rainbow light is going to glimmer off your gauntlet. <laughs> of extraness <laughs> and it's going to dance all along the walls because it's got that high quality it's those little cuts in the diamond that really make the difference and so it's going to shine on all these boarded up stores before you land your punch and as you do land small clouds of diamond dust and blood will spray past your point of impact this is not a bug it's a feature because k jewelers cares about presentation matt and as you fashion your item you're going to hear approximately a five second royalty-free clip of what is like almost a Beatles song because the name <laughs> of your weapon, the name of, of your new favorite weapon is called Juicy and My Fists Are Diamonds. <laughs> I don't like that I like it. I, I'm real mad that Todd nailed the naming con yeah. naming convention mm -hmm. it, because... It's starting I have to a lot of problems his with stupid <laughs> shit that he just said. I have a lot of problems with everything else he said. Like the fact that he thinks K Jewelers definitely carries uncut diamonds and they don't yeah. just like get shipped in their final form on a necklace already. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah, like he could just like open a cabinet and there's just like a bucket of diamonds. Yeah. Well, it's like it's like when you go to a when you go to a Greek restaurant, they shave the diamonds off the spinning cylinder <laughs> in the back. I think. Isn't that how diamonds are made? Isn't that it's it? Just a spit yeah. of diamonds. <laughs> oh my god! All right, great. I love this energy, and the good news is that you've all made it back to the Spooktacular Express. You got out there, you cleared the food court out for us. It was really exciting, and now we've all made it back to the train. Yeah, great. I love the Rainforest Cafe. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing, is that we saw how cool the weapons you made were, and we want to create our own versions that we can sell in the gift shop cart of the Spooktacular Express. So... Ladies and gentlemen, we've scored a licensing deal. How can we foam up your weapons to make it safe and marketable and sellable to the kids that ride on this Spooktacular Express? I will take your answers to this, our super secret bonus question, right after the break. And now... A spooktacular express spooky review read. This review titled, Joe Rogan is never on this show. This podcast is an absolute delight. Always fun, sometimes heartwarming, and most importantly, never encourages listeners to give platform to bad people with harmful ideals. 10 out of 10 would recommend. This has been a Spooktacular Express Spooky Review Read. All right, welcome back. So I have the production team on the phone, and they are ready to hear about how we are turning 
your zombie killing weapons into a toy that we can sell in our gift shop. So, Andrew, tell me how you will toyify the terror sack. Yeah. So, fortunately, this is just, just a beanbag chair. Um, but, so we got the it's, safety. Uh, it's actually not all that dangerous it's, at all. It's actually, it's actually more. It's actually arguably more inconvenient than anything else. Now, love sacks, admittedly, are a little too expensive for children. So I think we can just swap in like normal ass beanbag chairs, just like just a normal ass <laughs> beanbag chair. But I think the uh, if you were to market the Terror Soft by Mattel, you would see kind of like a like a big Nerf gun with i'm thinking like a like a cable or something attached to the beanbag chair and just kind of like wind up the beanbag chair and it just like kind of launches it in front of you like two feet in front of you and just like kind of somewhere between like a a skip it and one of those uh wet slappy hands but it's a beanbag (laughs) matt was also an only child so he'll understand incredibly unnecessary toys oh i sure do (laughs) Yeah, boy, I had cabinets of those. Yep. All right, cool. Kyle, tell me how we will make a youth version of the shoot and scoot. It's Nerf or nothing, baby. Kids, <laughs> kids love Nerf guns, and if my childhood is indicative of anything, these kids will be losing these darts around their home while they parkour <laughs> through their kitchen on their heelys. We're partnering up with Nerf to make a a version of the adamant rail that shoots foam darts and will fit in small child-sized hands, and we are um, including it in a package deal that comes with a child-sized pair of Heelys, so every kid in America can have their very own shoot and scoot. Those 12 rounds of ammunition are going to get lost in every couch. Yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right, Todd. (laughs) Round it out. How is there a child's version of the juicy, but my fists are diamonds? <laughs> right. I'm glad you asked. So this is not going to be surprising. We are looking at what is going to be full arm sleeved Hulk hands, right? Full sleeves of that material. It straps onto your most of your entire upper body. This is the correct answer. But it is it is overly gaudy foam diamonds just all over it and very loose and bad quality chains as well. The feature here is that every time you connect a punch, it's going to fart out a little bit of glitter. There's going to be a glitter (laughs) reservoir. So every time you make a connection, it's just going to go. And then glitter is just going to go. Oh, man, I don't know how much of that's going to come through on the audio, but it was fun to watch on Zoom. All of what we've done today is just a parent's nightmare is what we've actually done in the super secret bonus question. Much like Adam Sandler's career, Todd's argument is based too heavily on uncut gems. Man, listen, I was going to bring it up in the after show. I fought myself. I fought a bet. Inside me, there are two wolves. There's a wolf that wanted to make an uncut gems joke. And then there's me, the other one. All right, cool. Go ahead. Give me some closing statements. Let's round it out. Tell me once and for all why your combo weapon is the best possible zombie killing combo weapon. Matt is simple. Live, laugh, love, sack. <laughs> I saw it coming a mile away, and mm-hmm. and I hate it. Yeah, Matt, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So by the inverse property, you make a hundred percent of the shots you do take. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I've got unlimited ammo. <laughs> 
and wheels on my shoes. <laughs> Let's go kill some zombies. <laughs> oh my god, I Very love good. that so much. <laughs> Hey, Matt, okay, so listen, Fallout has been a largely good franchise about making do in shitty places with weapons you have available, and also, we should purposely shutter all brick-and-mortar corporate jewelers and also end the diamond trade as a whole, <laughs> and this lets us do both while also punching zombies, so, like, let's, let's get at it. All right, perfect. Well, I am going to head back to the train office and make a train decision about which one of your weapons is the best i don't i'm not 100 percent sure what i'm gonna do but you guys can do oh some good vibes oh boy um man oh man this was this was <laughs> something huh boys i didn't think i was gonna be the least weird today <laughs> um I I was pretty sure that coming in with pillow fight was going to be a peculiar answer but I think we all brought the we all brought the pain today and uh holy shit Kyle the Heelys <laughs> running to journeys running to journeys and grabbing Heelys and uh being Incredible. mobile is really funny I I almost thought you were going to say I'm going to go to the Foot Locker <laughs> and grab like <laughs> but like that was this was better very funny. Uh, I like that you pulled like a very good weapon from a very good game and then subsequently <laughs> talked about shooting it behind you. I'm not entirely sure I lost the plot there. Yeah, yeah, the thread, the thread got away from <laughs> yeah, me there. As, as it did for all of us. But Shooting Scoot's a really good name. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that was really fun. Um, <laughs> Look, the idea... That uh -huh. you're gonna go and cover yourself in diamonds is yeah. so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so fucking funny that like it had I thought of that and be like, I need to make this work. I will do whatever it takes to make this work so that I can make an uncut gems joke. Just incredible. Also, again, you took a very good weapon from a very good game. I actually really like the the just like duct taping <laughs> like cut diamonds <laughs> to the stupid steam powered fist. You just made like a cool bejeweled doom fist, which is, <laughs> which is pretty fun. So yeah, man, like whatever. It's Halloween. Nothing matters. This was fun. Yeah, um, Andrew, I I really love that you thought of a very elaborate way to pillow fight the zombies, <laughs> and I love that you called out not called out but like made reference to the love stack love sack store that is seemingly in every <laughs> like mid to mid to upscale mall the gravity gun is so good and it's a good pool so good um and just imagining like shooting beanbag chairs and zombies <laughs> is uh very funny and todd you took a fallout weapon and possibly the most dangerous weapon to fight zombies with and and, like, created this Fallout scenario that, like, could be put in a game, though, where, like, someone holed up in a diamond cellar and, given enough time, went, went insane and bedazzled their arms. And, like, the logic of, yeah, you'd have higher defense, I guess, and, like, that'd be better when you're getting inches away from zombies to punch them to death. And then you walked away from the uncut gems joke. I know. That is that is self-control I only wish I had. <laughs> so, and then Matt, some good vibes to you because this was a very silly and fun prompt. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle.
that you can't let that go into your be accounted for in your judging. It can right. be stricken from that the record. Be, that's yes. fine. <laughs> Nothing in good vibes matters except for that time <laughs> that I told Kyle my good vibe was that he didn't use Fantastic Fortnite and then that won him the episode. It's fine. I imagine Matt poked his head out of the train office where he's making train decisions to, to correct you there. Um, Andrew, I ragged on you a lot for your choice, but let's be clear. My favorite thing in every Mass Effect game is the throw ability. It is amazing and I'll always take it. Yeah. Something about ragdolling your enemies is always the best option you can ever do. Be it less than lethal, I'll always go with that one. Mm -hmm. The fact that you took a, a weapon that is not inherently lethal and then added something that is <laughs> super not inherently lethal was kind of like a, a double negative situation, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure, but I liked it nonetheless. <laughs> And Kyle, you, so we were talking about this before the recording, a number of us got into Hades and that gun came so late in the game that I think we all tried it and we were like, ah, it's a gun. All right. You it's, gave us, you gave gun. us a gun. We have a gun now. <laughs> and so the fact that you took gun and then combined it with rocket shoes that I can only, <laughs> that I can only compare to Griffin McElroy's, uh, peacecraft run where he gets rocket shoes to run away from everything is really really good and i really like the idea of like you are a a gun toting well mind you a gun that shoots hell bullets toting healy man uh taking on the zombie <laughs> apocalypse is is very very good also um since all the best options today are complimenting matt i too would like to compliment matt matt i think you did a good job today well thank you for that too i suppose andrew do you want to get one in matt we have we're we've got a very long-standing friendship and i respect you <laughs> as a person and as a co-host great thank you i've enjoyed this validation today hey it's time for me to make a decision i've made train decisions and i'm coming back from the train office to give them to you my train passengers so here's what i have kyle oh that's never good it's never good not. to go first i'm sorry i don't really understand how the gun shoes the gun and shoes become one thing and you know i it's not you today man i'm sorry so it's okay well we'll r&d it a little more it'll make it'll, version two will make more sense i'm i'm excited for version what if you two. called it a gun and shoes does that help <laughs> so that leaves us with todd's really good beetle pun and the terror sack and here's the deal. We really like both of these options, and they're really fun, but only one of them reminds me of my favorite combo weapon from the Dead Rising series, and that's the laser sword, which you need loose diamonds for. So this one's going to time. Mm, wow. Did not know where he was going with that. Yeah, I was edge of my seat. Hold I on. know, right? So my, <laughs> so tense. my favorite thing in the Dead Rising series comes from Dead Rising 2, and it is the laser sword, where you get a regular flashlight and a handful <laughs> of diamonds ah, it makes and a sword. tape them together, <laughs> yeah. and it yeah. makes a like actual lightsaber. Flawless. So... Purely on the Dead Rising-esque energy of I'm going to tape diamonds to this puncher <laughs> and I'm going to punch with diamonds. Like, I I love that a lot, Todd. You are our first winner. 
on the Spooktacular Express 2022. Congratulations. Our first train winner. Our first yeah, train, first winner. train well, winner. The train, de- the train decisions have been made. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening to Debate This. You can follow along with the arguments on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at DebateThisCast or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. And don't forget about our Spooktacular Express Patreon drive and the first ever Spooktacular Review-a-thon. Write a review of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or your podcast app of choice. Tag us in a screenshot on your favorite social media at DebateThisCast, and we will read the best reviews in a dumb, spooky voice during the October ad breaks. And join our Patreon at any tier to get a free Halloween-themed Debate This tchotchke sent directly to you in real life at the end of the month. Until next time, I'm Matt Cole. I'm Andrew after the love sack is gone, Henderson. I'm Kyle, heel way to hell bullets, Harper. <laughs> and I'm Todd. <laughs> Healy power is measured in ZGPUs, zombie goo per unit, Thomas. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. And if you think we're wrong, you can come fight us behind the spooky swing sets, nerds. Thank you.